I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, and we tell stories about everything here on this show, including your story. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. That's OurAmericanStories.com. And what we do, well, it's not free to make, but it's free for you to listen to. And if you love what you hear, please share our show with anybody you know, friends, neighbors. And by the way, feel free to donate as well. We're a nonprofit, and you can go to Our American Stories, do a little, do a lot, do your part. Send a donation our way. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com to keep this good and beautiful show going about a good and beautiful country. Our next story, well, it's produced by Monty Montgomery, and it's about potatoes, or rather, Idaho potatoes. The Humble Potato. Every year, Americans chow down on over 110 pounds of the superstarch, and in 2015, over 44 billion pounds of it was harvested. It's the staple food of staple foods, and there's a museum dedicated to them in the most likely of places. 
Blackfoot, Idaho. Here's the director of that museum with more. My name is Tish Dahman. I have been the executive director since 2012. The Potato Museum's origins begin in about 1986 and 87. There was a group of people in Idaho, most of them worked in the potato industry, and they thought it would be a good idea to start a potato museum because that's what Blackfoot and Bingham County was, is all about. They are the top producers of potatoes in all of the United States. When they first opened the doors in 1988 in August, about 2,000 people came through. The museum has just been building on that ever since. And part of building on that, as Tish says, is getting some pretty huge potato products into their collection, like their famous potato chip. So our potato chip is 24 inches by four, uh, 24 inches long by 14 inches high. Now that is actually certified by the Guinness World Records. It's about 31 years old. I think it was it was uh, created in 1991 by the Pringles Company in Jackson, Tennessee. It was a great promotional project for the company. And then when it was over with, I think they just looked around for a place to house it and the Idaho Potato Museum was there and available. And so I think that's probably how it came to us. Now again, that potato, that potato crisp, it's not a chip, it is a crisp because a chip is an, an actual slice off of a potato. But a crisp can be potato parts, kind of like chicken McNuggets. There's a difference. They've also got a pretty big baked potato right outside the front of their museum. I would like to say we have the largest baked potato. But that's not true anymore because the Idaho Potato Commission in 2012, they commissioned another potato sculpture, if you would, for their truck that travels all around the country. Our, our giant, I call it our giant potato. It is, it's 20 feet long, um, 20, over, over 26 feet high, and it's probably about eight, almost nine feet wide. But before I came to the museum, some high school kids, I think in the late 1990s, had a high school prank where they picked it up and they moved it and they took it to their school. So the original one was slightly damaged, um, but we, we were able to retrieve it, fix it, and then anchor it down. So that's, so it is in, so it's in good shape now. The museum also has dedicated exhibits to potato-related innovations one of which is out of this world. We have an exhibit on the Spudnik Scooper. It's a great piece of machinery that was invented by the brother, by Carl and Leo Hobbs. They were brothers working together, I, I imagine, all their lives. But at this time, this would have been about 1956 and 57. And they were working for a farmer and they were hauling potatoes from sellers into trucks and from trucks into sellers. That was their job and they've just felt like there has got to be a better way to do this. So they invented what was called the Spudnik Scooper. They took existing technology, which is a conveyor belt, and they refashioned it to create this piece of machinery that would just go into the, the seller and the potatoes would just kind of fall into the fall into the belt and then would go on the belt up and then move into the trucks. It saved so much time, so much labor. 
just a year before they invented the scooper, think about the space age, right? And there was a satellite that was launched by the USSR in October 1957 called Sputnik. And that's where Sputnik they took their name from that satellite and it true and this invention truly launched the potato industry into a whole new age another fantastic story about potato innovation is that of luther burbank luther was an american botanist he was a horticulturist and he was a pioneer in agricultural science In his lifetime, he developed more than 800 strains and varieties of plants. But for the potato industry, his major contribution was that he was able to breed plants and he had an early roast potato in his garden and it produced a seed ball. And in that seed ball, there were 23 seeds which he planted and he took care of. And from that, he was able to breed these larger tubers or potatoes whose yield was doubled and tripled from that of its parent. And so from that point forward, this became the russet potato. One of the reasons why it was an important discovery is not just because of the quality of the potato and the ability that this potato had to feed people, but it was also slightly blight resistant. It had some um, natural genetic properties that protected it against certain diseases. And in fact, he bred it specifically for that because of the horrific Irish potato famine that that had happened. The russet Burbank potato not only helped Ireland recover from its great famine, but today feeds a ton of famished Americans. Over 70% of processed potatoes in America are russet Burbank potatoes, and McDonald's purchases them in mass quantities for their famous french fries. It turns out, for as humble as the potato seems, there's quite a lot going on with this starch. For Our American Stories, I'm Monty Montgomery. And great job, as always, to Monty, and a special thanks to Tish Dahlman of the Idaho Potato Museum, the story of the potato here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the great American stories we tell and love America like we do, we're asking you to become a part of the Our American Stories family. If you agree that America is a good and great country, please make a donation. A monthly gift of $17.76 is fast becoming a favorite option for supporters. Go to OurAmericanStories.com now and go to the Donate button and help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. we return to our American stories. Up next, a story on a special little boy and the legacy he created, the Christopher Foundation, based out of Neosho, Missouri, an organization that seeks to raise awareness and research on pediatric cancer and support both patients and their families. Here to tell the story is Christopher Cooley's mother, Kathy. Christopher was a normal boy by every sense of the word. He loved to play in the dirt. He loved to do all boy things, climb, get in trouble, and just just be a little boy. When Christopher was three, Christopher started pausing while he was playing and telling us he was having backache, which was odd to us. And I mentioned it to the pediatrician. I said, 
Christopher saying he has back pain and stops playing. And he said, uh, that's not normal for a three-year-old. He said, let's check it out. So they checked his kidneys. They did some different things. And um, they uh, finally did a CAT scan. And they told us in Joplin that he had a hernia. So they made arrangements to see a surgeon in Kansas City. And we drove up there. They wanted an MRI, so we had to be there very early. So we left when it was still dark outside with an overnight bag for all of us. There was his dad, Tim, me, and, and Christopher. And we had an MRI, and we went back to the surgery waiting room. And the time came and went for his surgery, and they didn't come get us. By that evening, the room had cleared out, and the surgeon came to see us and called us into a room, and he said, I've put you off to the end of the day because this is going to be a very big surgery. This is going to take 12, possibly 12, 8 to 12 hours. It's not a hernia. Your son has cancer, and we have five minutes, and we've got to get him in there. And they rocked our world. <laughs> We had five minutes to sit with our little boy and tell him he wasn't going to be coming out and going home today. He was going to be here for a while. And we had no idea what we were in for. We were in shock. And we just held him and told him he was going to be okay. And, and they came and got him, took him. And we were just beside ourselves. We didn't know what to do. And what was supposed to be a long surgery within a f I think it was three hours they came out and got us and told us that they could not remove the tumor they got a piece of it so they could send it for pathology and but they were pretty sure it was something called neuroblastoma I've never heard of neuroblastoma I don't had no idea but they said this tumor was the size of a football cut in half and it was wrapped around his heart, wrapped around all these major organs, so there was no way they could get it. And this is a little bitty three-year-old boy with a half a football in him. And we thought, how is that even possible? I don't think anything could prepare you for that. We had our diagnosis meeting and started our first treatments before we left, and then went home and had to completely rearrange our lives. But Christopher just kept being a normal little boy when he could. Uh, we had to go to the hospital every month for treatment. His diagnosis was in August. In December, they, they had shrunk the tumor enough that they were able to go in and take it out. We spent Christmas in the hospital. And Children's Mercy is a fantastic hospital, and they covered Christmas. It was phenomenal. They, they really made those kids feel special. And Christopher was, unfortunately because of the surgery, he was out of it, but he got a picture with Santa regardless. Santa stood over his bed and, and took a picture with him. And that was very important because at that point, we had no idea what we were facing and if that would be our last Christmas. I mean, hospital life was, was our life. That was all we knew at that point. 
Christopher um, became friends with all of his nurses. They all loved him. He he was a lot of fun to be around. He always went by Christopher, but the nurses and, and people naturally just assume you're Chris. So for a long time, the nurses would come in the room and say, Chris, we're going to do this, Chris, we're going to do that. And all of a sudden, under his breath, you'd hear him say, Tuffer, Tuffer. What? He said, she keeps calling me Chris. It's Christopher. And the nurses finally started catching on to that and just thought that was hilarious. And, and then they eventually didn't call him Chris anymore. They all knew he was Christopher. So he, he was a lot of fun for them and gave them a hard time. He really enjoyed giving them a lot of teasing. <laughs> At the old Children's Mercy, when we were first diagnosed, you shared a room. You had roommates. But we made the best of it. We made so many friends. And some nights we might decide we're going to have a movie night. So we'd go drive somewhere and, and find out what snacks everybody wanted, including our roommates. We'd do whatever we could to make it enjoy as enjoyable as we could. And the hospital does that too. Uh, they have music therapy and they have art therapy and different things. And one day Christopher was, they were doing art therapy and he was drawing a picture and uh, after his bone marrow transplant, we had to do some radiation. So when, they, when you have radiation, you get tattoos so that they can pinpoint where they need to do the radiation. So he had tattoos going down his stomach where some of the radiation had to be. And uh, kids with cancer also get something called a, a, a Hickman catheter. But a Hickman catheter is a... It's attached directly to one of your main arteries, but it comes out of your body and then it has extra tubes where you can put medicines in or draw blood and do everything. So he had his Hickman catheter and he started drawing this figure with a Hickman catheter and his radiation tattoos and his, his little belly button and all these different things. And then he took some of the stuff she had brought in there and started putting these little hearts all around him all around this body and he had some feathers that he used on it also and we said what what are you drawing what is that who who is that and and he told us he said that's me i'm going to be the angel of hearts and at that point you could have heard a pin drop i mean <laughs> the lady who was in there with him left the room briefly because it it shocked her and and we were all looking at each other like, oh, what is he saying? Does he know something we don't know? <laughs> what is going on? And, but, I mean, he just, he never missed a beat. He just kept drawing and playing, and it was like no big deal to him. And uh, that was a shock to us, but uh, I, I believe he is the angel of hearts. He, he stole all our hearts and, and had a, the huge heart. When he was in the hospital, because he got to know all these kids and was constantly around these kids. When he was there, we would always get a balloon. We would go down to the gift shop and almost every day I'd bring him a different balloon just to try and cheer him up. And it never failed when we were leaving. He always wanted to go share those balloons. He wanted to brighten somebody else's day. So he would take them to different kids in the hospital. Or if we went and bought movies or if we bought something for him, he would say, we need to buy one for the kids in the hospital too. So we always had to buy two because we had to take one to the kids in the hospital too. So he just had a big heart and very 
empathetic obviously because he was going through it too but he wanted their day to be bright too so he was pretty special in that way and you've been listening to kathy cooley tell the story of her son christopher and his bout with cancer hospital life was our life and for anyone listening that hospital life is your life particularly if you have a child who's struggling well this story is for you And for anyone else who hospital life is your life. When we come back, more of the story of Christopher Cooley as told by his mom, Kathy, here on Our American Stories. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
we return to our American stories and our story on Christopher Cooley, as told by his mother, Kathy. When we last left off, Christopher had been diagnosed with pediatric cancer, something that impacts 46 children each school day, over 15,000 kids every year. Let's continue with the story. When we were home, he insisted that we go to church. At the time, we were not Christians. I had grown up in the Catholic Church, but that I wasn't a practicing Christian. We didn't know where to go. We, we, had, we weren't going to church. We'd tried several churches, never found a fit. So we talked to a, some friends of ours that were going to a church, and we went to that church, and that was it. That was our church, and he got us into church, and he kept us in church, and, and we all found the Lord because of him. I mean, his dad and I were saved, and he was saved, and I know God had his hand in that, just like he did in drawing this picture of the angel. It was, it was totally God guiding and using Christopher to, to write the story. I mean, he touched a lot of people's lives and, and in, within that church, too. We did not tell people when we started going to church about Christopher and his cancer. We didn't want people to, I, I don't know how to describe it, we just didn't want Christopher to be the kid with cancer, and that's the only reason people have anything to do with him, you know, we just didn't want that. So we didn't tell people for a very long time, because at that point he was in remission. We were, we were in remission, we didn't have to do any more treatments, we were, we were good, I mean, we still had to have lots of tests. And then when he started kindergarten, one of our church members said, you know, she was a kindergarten teacher. She said, I want him in my class. Great. That's perfect. And at that point, we had kind of shared a little bit about, you know, having to go get tests and make it sure. In his kindergarten year, he relapsed. And it was, it was a, a challenge again. But we did it. He did it. He was a trooper. Got him in remission a few times. And then eventually we were kind of running out of options. We had to start doing some experimental stuff. So they sent us to New York for a monoclonal antibody treatment at Sloan Kettering. And one day they were doing the treatment and the, one of the doctors came through and they, they give him pain medicine because the pain is, is a very painful treatment. He pushed some pain medicine and I went to get a drink and before I turned around to go back and I could see that he wasn't breathing. And I ran back in there and I said, he's not breathing, he's not breathing. And my husband's looking at me like, you're crazy. And then he turned around and said, he wasn't breathing, he had coded. So they shoved us out of the room and started res doing resuscitation on him. Fortunately, a, another doctor had walked through at the same time and he had some Narcan in his pocket. So he, he gave him some Narcan and they were able to bring him out of it. And eventually we did another experimental treatment in Houston. We did a vaccine therapy. Eventually that didn't work either. So we were... Um, back at Children's Mercy, always our home. I can't tell you how much we loved Children's Mercy. 
after that he coded in in new york i was on the phone with the doctors in kansas city going help me what do we do you know i mean they were just the best in the world in my opinion they cared about us and and kept in touch with us the whole time which is fantastic but his cancer was getting bad and um, we were doing radiation and then came home for the weekend because he had started having trouble walking and he was using we were using adult-sized wheelchairs and the home health was going to get us a child wheelchair but they had to deliver it to the house they couldn't deliver it to Kansas City so we said we're going to um, go home and and get the wheelchair this weekend and so uh, we came home and it was on a Saturday that they delivered it and he told us that day he said I'm not going back to Kansas City and we said well yeah honey you are we're, we're just here to get the wheelchair and we're gonna you know we'll spend the weekend here and we'll get to see people and people stop by people never stop by our house because we live out in the country and people just don't come see us but that day people were stopping by to see him which was cool and good for him he got to see people but by that night we knew something wasn't right and and he had told us he said i'm, I'm not going back and, and uh, there was another little boy that he had known from camp quality camp quality is a camp for kids with cancer and christopher would go every summer and evan another little boy from camp he said i'm I'm going to go to Evans. Well, we were supposed to go to Evans the weekend before for a birthday party, but what we hadn't told Christopher was that Evan had passed away. He said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to be with Evan. And we said, well, I, I don't know that we're going to get to do that, to, you know, that you can do that. He said, no, I am. I am. And uh, by that night, we had called the nurse and said, something's, something's not right. And they had told us that his kidneys were shutting down. And it just progressively got worse. And uh, he, the week before, our church had done a, a gospel sing as a fundraiser for him. And they had video recorded it. So he said, I want to watch the gospel sing. So he laid in his room and he watched the gospel sing. And... They told us it probably wouldn't be long, and and I, I don't know what time it was, but at some point he got up and he was just great. He, he felt good. He's going to the bathroom. The nurse said, hey, I think in the morning we'll go see if we can get, maybe there's just a blockage. We'll go get a something put in, a stent or whatever, and, and drain him, and, and everybody left. It was great, and he came in my bed we decided to go to my bed and so he lay down in bed with me and his dad and his dad had gotten up to go out in the kitchen to do something of course he wasn't sleeping anyway because he was a nervous wreck and I had fallen asleep and I woke up to Tim telling me that he wasn't breathing he waited until everybody left and he just slipped away on his terms <laughs> he made sure it was on his terms he wasn't gonna let us put him in a hospital or doing and we weren't we wouldn't do that anyway but he he made sure that it was the way he wanted it to be and he knew he 
when we look back, we see all these signs, you know, in the afternoon, he had, he was sitting in the living room and he said, not yet. And he wasn't looking at any of us. He was kind of looking up and he said, not yet, not yet. And I had said to him, not yet what, honey? Nothing, mom, nothing, just not yet. And I, I firmly believe he was telling God, not yet. I'm not ready yet. You got to wait. <laughs> and you're listening to Kathy Cooley tell the story of her son, Christopher. And my goodness, the, the fact that he brought his family to church and they weren't practicing Christians, and he somehow intuitively knew this was the right thing for his family, at least for himself, and what happened afterwards, my goodness. And those words, not yet, and then saying nothing, Mom, like he was trying to protect her from what he was thinking about. When we come back, more with Kathy Cooley and her son's story, Christopher, here on Our American Stories. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we return to Our American Stories and our final portion of the story of Christopher Cooley as told by his mother, Kathy. When we last left off, Christopher had sadly succumbed to his pediatric cancer. Here's Kathy talking about the importance of reaching out to families going through situations like hers and the organization, the Christopher Foundation, she and her family created in honor of her son, who did so much for their family in the few short years he was on this earth. One thing I would tell people who are friends or family members of someone going through that is don't give up on them. They may not be calling you back or they may not be answering you right away but they need to know you're there for them regardless. There's a huge difference for us. When Christopher was first diagnosed, our friends, very few of those are are in our life because they disappeared. We heard not much from any of them. Very few of them, some of them we did. But when we started going to church and, and had different people in our lives, those people were there for us every step of the way. Every step of the way. They were, they would drive all the way to Kansas City just to see them and just to bring us a, a, a love package of snacks or whatever, you know, just to let us know that they were there for us and that they loved us. And people always say, what can I do for you? Or what do you need? Or call me if you need something. You're not going to call because you can't think like that. You're just living in the moment and doing everything you can to take another breath and get by. And sometimes it's so crazy that you you can't stop and think, oh, I need to call so-and-so and ask them for this. You're most likely not going to. You don't want to ask people for anything. But if people take the initiative and do something, it, it means a lot. Christopher passed away in February, and we knew that Christopher wouldn't want us to stop doing things for those kids in the hospital that he still was doing things for, buying things for. So we started just by buying things, you know, buying movies, buying things. And then we just thought, you know, we need to do more. We, so we discussed with some people about starting the foundation. It was the end of that year when we really started getting it going. But in November, Christopher's birthday was November, and sometimes it fell on Thanksgiving. Tim and I had talked, and I said, I don't think I can be in this house on Thanksgiving. 
because at Thanksgiving it was always a big deal for us because it was his weekend. We would, whether it was actually on his birthday or not, we would be celebrating and eating all weekend long, starting at Thanksgiving. And I said, I just don't think I can sit here. I can't. And so we decided that we were going to cook for the hospital. I said, why can't we? We know Christmas is covered great at the hospital, but nobody does anything for Thanksgiving. So we made some contacts at the hospital and they said, oh yeah, that'd be great. So we rented a residence inn up there and we cooked, it was just, just us and the kids. And we cooked turkeys and ham and mashed potatoes and corn and stuffing and gravy and rolls. And it was something to get done in a residence inn. <laughs> My brother-in-law and his they also rented a room and helped us. But we did that and took that to the hospital and we thought, you know, we could do this. If we had start this foundation, this could be something we do every year. So then we started thinking of different things that the hospital didn't do. And Easter was a big one for us. And let me back up and tell the Easter story. Christopher had his bone marrow transplant. We got out right before Easter. Pictures were important to us. So we wanted that picture with the Easter Bunny. Even though he's not supposed to be around people, we said, hey, can we at least go to the mall and get a picture with the Easter Bunny? And they had to wear these big, cumbersome masks if they're ever out in public. And they said, as long as he has his mask on, you can take it down for the picture. But we um, found a mall. And when we were there, we ran into a mom of one of the kids that we had been in the hospital with. And we had found out when we were in transplant, there was all these flowers and stuff at the nurse's desk. We weren't allowed to have anything in the transplant. And we started asking questions, where's the flowers? Well, this little girl had passed away the week before. So here we are at the mall and we just run into this mom who we hadn't got to see yet. And we told her how sorry we were that we didn't know. And she had been pregnant, but she had the new baby with her. And we got to see the new baby and we talked about, you know, how, how sad it was that Elizabeth didn't get to, to be there. And that drove home to us. She was doing the same thing. She was getting her picture with the Easter Bunny. And that drove home to us how important those pictures are and those things are. So as part of the foundation, we wanted to make sure that we could take the bunny to the hospital and those kids that can't get out could still get that picture. Those parents could have that picture of their kid with the Easter Bunny. So that's, that's another thing we wanted to do. So we started the foundation. We had our very first fundraiser in 2002, and we decided we had it. Christopher passed away on the first Sunday in February. So we had it on the first Saturday in February, and we've had it every year since then on the first Saturday in February. We always have our annual gospel sing because he loved that gospel sing so much. He was listening to that tape from the gospel sing, so that's why we do a gospel sing every year. So people always ask me, why a gospel sing? Because he loved that gospel sing. He laid there and listened to those groups singing, and, and that was just meant a lot to him and to us that they did that for him. So that's what we do every year. And we have, you know, silent auctions and things to go with it that weren't part of the original one. But that's 
where we get all of our funding every year is from that gospel sing. I think one thing I would tell people, when your child dies, or anybody, people quit talking about them. And that broke our hearts, because he's still our son, and he means the world to us. And there are very few people in our life that still will bring up stories, and it's so special to us whenever someone will start talking about him and, and remembering and, and sharing a story about him with us because we can't make new memories with him. All we have are those memories, and to hear them means a lot. So don't be afraid to talk to someone who's lost their child about their child because they want to know you remember them and they want to know that you thought they were special. When we were in New York, we always had to walk to uh, Sloan Kettering from the Ronald McDonald House and Tim and Christopher were walking ahead of me one day and there was an older gentleman out on his, they call them stoops, and he came down to me in the street and he said, is that your son? And I said, yes, it is. He said, there's something very special about him. He said, there's just something, an, an aura around him. He said, there's really something special about him. He said, I see these kids go by here all the time. He said, I've never stopped anyone. He said, I just want you to know your boy is special. And that stuck with me forever. I think sometimes we don't always truly listen to our kids. And when it comes to God, I think kids can be so much more in tune than we can sometimes. They have such purity of heart, and they don't have the jaded vision that we have from being in the world as long. And if you just sit and listen to your kids, you can learn a lot. I mean, this little, little kid saved his whole family by taking us to church and, and introducing us to Christ and a whole different way of life. Sometimes we need to just listen to our kids. And a beautiful job on the production by Monty. And a special thanks to Katrina Hine for the storytelling. It was just so special. And indeed, we do have to listen to our kids. And what a thing Christopher did. You heard it from the mom, our son, saved our family. When your child dies, she said, or anyone, people stop talking about him or her. It's so special when people bring up a story about someone you've lost. We don't have new memories. And by the way, if you want to find out more about the Christopher Foundation, go to angelofhearts.org. That's angelofhearts.org. The story of Christopher Cooley told by his mother, Kathy, here on Our American Stories. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.